everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. I'm Michael. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new episode of The Selling the OC. This was season two that just came out, and we have a lot of thoughts and discussion to talk about with that. But first, let's chat about the news from this past week. So first off, we got a trailer for 90 Day Fiance season 10 which is supposed to premiere in a few weeks, October 8th. So just another show to add to our roster of new shows coming up. But I didn't get a chance to watch that trailer yet. But what are your thoughts on that so far, Michael? Yeah, it, it looks good. Um, there's uh, mostly new couples, which I like. Um, and only one returning couple, Gino and Jasmine. Uh, but everyone else is brand new and it looks like they are bringing the drama, which we love to see. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. It's the original 90 Day Fiance. There's so many spinoffs at this point, countless, but this is the OG original version, um, where they, uh, international partners come into the U.S., uh, some of the versions, you know, they go back and forth, but this is the one where you know, based on its name, they have uh, 90 days to either get married or have to go back. So I always like that version, probably the best, just because it really does add that pressure to have to, uh, you know, make a decision within those 90 days. So excited for that. Yeah, it comes out in just a few weeks. And we have, like you said, so many shows coming out all at once. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to watch it. I know that I would like the show and I'm surprised that I haven't seen it to this day. Like everyone has told me I need to watch it and then I just forget to watch it for the it's most part. It's not like I haven't tried. Like it's more so I just like forgot. Um, yeah. So I know if I actually started to watch it, I would watch it. Um, I feel like it's its own universe at this point that yeah. it's like you know it's kind of the TLC universe I feel like that has been just taken over by the 90 Day Fiance franchise so we will definitely cover it at some point um, right now there's 90 Day The Last Resort just came on which I love so far it's kind of like the all-star version of 90 Day Fiance where all the couples there's like five couples that um, are kind of very well-known couples in the franchise and they all come together into the same resort to go through like therapy and things like that but having all the couples together is unique because most of the versions these couples live in you know all different countries all over the world really so to have them all come together is is really fun and unique but um yeah it i I, love, I, I go off and on with them because there's just so much that I don't keep up with every single episode, but it really is a big thing. Yeah, well, that'll be exciting to watch season 10 when that comes out soon. And then next in our news is that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's Jen Shaw has reportedly now become friends with Elizabeth Holmes in prison. So for those who don't know, Elizabeth Holmes is the one who scammed everyone thinking that um oh my gosh we just talked what's the Theranos I was gonna say Theragun um (laughs) the massage thing but okay Theranos um so now her and Jen Shaw are friendly in prison which is interesting um to toxic people um but yeah Uh, so that's an interesting update what are your thoughts so for those of you who don't know, Jen Shaw, like you said, Real Hazards of Salt Lake City, um, mm-hmm. she was, this was crazy, just a, f- a couple years back, she was arrested basically on camera. They were, uh, the cast was just leaving for a cast trip, and they were in the parking lot of Heather Gay's uh, business, Beauty Lab and Laser, and they were all in the Sprinter van waiting to go, and uh, Jen Shaw got a call. And she told everybody that it was from her husband that was having internal bleeding and had to go to the hospital. And so she had to leave. And then maybe, I don't know, I don't know in real time how long it was, but it was right after on the show. All of a sudden, there was like a SWAT team and uh, the cops are swarming their sprinter van looking for Jen Shaw and so it becomes clear like oh she got a call tipping her off and decided to flee the scene (laughs) 
and she was arrested and just um, last year pled guilty and is serving, I think, like six years in prison, something like that. Everyone thought it was going to be over 10, so she actually kind of got off easy. But she is currently in prison and, yeah, has apparently become good friends with Elizabeth Holmes, which, you know what, they deserve each other. And I am wondering what scams they are planning. <laughs> there to go. Yep, we got to keep our eyes out on that when they get out of prison. <laughs> um, but then in some other news, we have some survivor news, not like major news, but this is kind of a funny update of seeing Carson from season 44 posted a video saying that he has one regret from Survivor and that was that he voted for Jam Jam over Carolyn um at the end and final tribal so that was interesting to see that he's like well I wish I voted for Carolyn um because we were talking about that in our Survivor season episode that we were saying like oh maybe people watch back or like thinking they should have voted for Carolyn over Jam Jam because of she just had a really great game but didn't actually sell herself as much as she could have so Carson now realizing that and like sharing that outwardly, like not just like keeping on himself, but he's like sharing that outwardly. It was interesting to see that. Yeah. So from what I gather, it's not really that he necessarily thinks Carolyn deserved to win over Jam Jam, uh, that yeah. she deserved to not get zero votes. But, yeah. And, you know, people don't really realize this, but it actually does make a difference whether you come in second or third or tie, you know, for second or third, if it's mm-hmm. a unanimous vote. But it, I, I, my understanding is that the second place gets a hundred thousand dollars, and third place gets eighty five thousand. Although he said that it was a twenty five thousand dollar difference, so maybe the third place gets seventy five. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but just what I've read has always said third place gets eighty five. So I, I, I don't know, but there is a difference. So my understanding is that because when they tie, they each get like ninety two you know 92,500 um so if he had voted for her and given her that one vote she actually would have gotten more money so yeah. it does make a difference in that sense so you know not a huge difference but it, it is interesting to hear that because it you do sometimes after the season hear that you know like in season 43 I know a lot of people on the jury have said they wish they didn't vote for Gabler now that they know his political stance on things that you know they didn't necessarily know at the time and I know you know in uh, David and Goliath that some of the jury said they wish they didn't vote for Nick because of a lot of his you know political views and I think Sarah Lucina kind of similar things so sometimes after the show once you get to know someone personal life better you kind of have those regrets that you didn't would you would have had no way of knowing on the island and it's kind of that thing but this is a little different because it's not like jam jam it's not like he doesn't like jam jam um but it's just kind of a thing of did somebody deserve to you know get zero votes at final tribal and I, i don't think carolyn was the type of player who deserved to not get any votes so yeah it is interesting yeah, I forgot about the money aspect of that, too, about, like, how the different levels, if you get second or third, like, really depends on how much money you'll get. Yeah. Do you think if you on the jury and, like, a friend of yours was in final three, but someone who maybe didn't necessarily play the best game, um, do you think, or if you kind of saw, like, oh, two people are here, one clearly deserves it more than the other two, but this, you know, there's clearly, like, a first, second, and third in terms of gameplay, like, do you think you would throw someone a vote to, you know, let them not get just totally wiped out? Yeah, I, I do think I would do that. Like, I was really surprised to see that Carson did vote for Carolyn, because I thought they were close friends. Like, I mean, they obviously still are. But, like, I was thinking he was going to vote for her because they were friends, even if he didn't think he should she should win over Jam Jam, but I just assumed, like, she was going to get a vote from him. Um, so, like, and I would feel like if I had a friendship like that, like, I would vote for that person, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. I think it depends yeah. on whether how confident I was that yeah. the other, the person who deserved it really would still win regardless. That's true. Because if there's any chance that it could end up being like, you know, a 5-4 vote and then my vote was the one who made the difference and, 
you know, I just kind of thought it was a hinky vote. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I'd be kind of upset. And I'm sure, you know, the, the other person who lost because of it would be very upset too. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess it just kind of depends on the situation. Yeah. But yeah, so that's just some Survivor news. Excited to see a new season of Survivor coming up soon. I don't know if it's going to be able to top that season, okay, so but when we're recording <laughs> this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that will be coming in like a week, which is insane. I know. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. And then what's also coming back soon is Bachelor stuff, but we're going back to some previous Bachelor contestant from back from Katie's season, Andrew Spencer one of the main bachelor boys if you keep up with instagram and tiktok stuff andrew has now hard launched his new girlfriend um he's dating a model becca um and they met i think just from i don't know how they met but on tiktok um they have a pretty big private private presence so maybe they met from some influencer events or something um Becca is based in New York City and Andrew is in Chicago so they're doing kind of long distance but he just met their family over this past weekend or if timing is this past weekend I don't know I saw the videos but whenever that happened it seemed like that went well so Andrew hard launched Becca from Joe and Serena's wedding so everyone's like freaking out about that then and then they're still posting videos together so obviously they're still dating um because sometimes you could bring a date but then it's not like oh like they're actually dating but I don't think Andrew would be the person to like art launch like that and then not actually be dating someone um because he knows that scene the bachelor fans bachelor nation is gonna go wild about um so I'm excited for them and just hope that it lasts and it seems like they're both happy so yeah that's really exciting news yeah <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> yes. Happy well, then now we can talk about, which you can chat all about this, the Big Brother updates um, from this season. Do you want to share what's going on recently? Yeah. So since we last talked about Big Brother, which I don't remember exactly when that was, but um, we just lost Izzy last week, which was um, a sad, a sad, uh, moment for the season because Izzy's brought us so much chaotic energy that has just been a whirlwind but so fun to watch mm-hmm. um so that was really sad we got a blind side uh almost a blind side I guess you could say um because the original plan was to vote out Felicia and then really just America kind of planted the seed with Cameron who was head of household last week and told him a lot of information, basically letting him know, like, the way that you see the house and what you're wanting, thinking is going to happen with, because he was planning for Izzy to be the target when he put Izzy and Felicia on the block. Mm-hmm. And everyone was planning on voting out Felicia, <laughs> but he didn't realize that. And everyone tried to tell him that that was going to happen. And he just refused to believe it until America finally just gave him so much information and it made him view everything totally differently and then that kind of planted the seed where then everyone's realized that Sari and Izzy are kind of running the game and they were like wait a minute we're kind of all pawns here let's just blow things up and they decided to totally flip the script and vote out Izzy and then a huge fight between Jared and Corey happened uh, right before the vote, like the day of the vote, Thursday morning. And um, it just kind of blew everything up. And everyone pretty much at that point knew everything that had happened throughout the whole season, it seemed like. And then Izzy was voted out. And then, of course, Jared, who was the target for this week, Basically, no matter who won HOH, except for Jared and Suri, Jared wins head of household. (laughs) It's the second time in a row that happened because Cameron was the target last week and then he won. So um, Jared has nominated America and Corey with the plan to backdoor Cameron. And 
Jag won power veto, so the plan is for Jag to use it. We don't know who exactly he's going to be using it on quite yet between America and Corey, but unless things change, which this house is prone to change things every five minutes, so who knows, but the plan as of right this moment is for uh, Cameron to be evicted this week. And then we have a double eviction coming up on Thursday, so who knows what's going to happen then. The plan as of right now is for Jared to probably be the target. That's the most likely because Jared can't win head of household. So really, unless he wins veto, as things stand right now, Jared will probably go home next during the double. Yeah, so two people who were supposed to already kind of yeah. go home. Seems like they're going home this exactly, week. Exactly, exactly. So if we get both of those, uh, both of them out on in one fell swoop on Thursday, that really opened things up because they're the two that have won by a mile the most competitions this season. So that really opens things up for different people to win and, and different targets. And uh, I think that would actually be super interesting if they both left. So who yeah. uh, who would you want to go home this week? Are you happy with Cameron? I think Cameron, yeah. I would want Cameron to go. And Maybe. also Jared. <laughs> yeah, I will be really happy when both of them are out. Just because yeah. I think they're the two least likable people left in the game. And I think Suri's game will be significantly improved when Jared is gone. Uh, and yeah. she doesn't have to kind of worry about him and his game. And he's he's blowing up both of their games. So without him there, I think she actually is going to be, it's, it'll be a big weight lifted off her shoulders. Um, and sad, of course, she wants to be with her son. <laughs> but her game will be a lot easier without him there. For sure. So we'll just have to see what happens and we can update you all next week. And yeah, what happens in this eviction. Um, but now that's it for our news for this week. So let's chat about the selling the OC. Um, so first I can briefly explain just like the premise of it. It's really similar to selling sunset. If you've seen selling sunset, where there's just a bunch of people all trying to sell houses that are multi, multi-million dollar houses, um, showing houses, having listings, all this stuff, but then there's obviously a lot of drama because they live in Southern California and there's drama related to this Oppenheim group in general. I feel like the cast they have on the shows, like there's always some sort of cattiness or some drama that's going on that makes it entertaining to watch because it's not just the selling the houses and obviously like seeing those houses, they're beautiful houses. Um, but Brett and Jason, who are the owners of Oppenheim group, like they've hired on these people to work for them and then this location is in orange county um the other selling selling sunset one is just that's on sunset boulevard la area so i mean they're not far from each other but they're two different office is like location wise so that's why there's different shows is like why they made this not spin off of it because it's like kind of the same thing but it's just a different exact location of the office it's a spinoff it's a spinoff, yeah. Okay, so it is yeah. a spinoff, um, because it has different cast members. Yeah, but like, they did bring back Chelsea in one of those episodes, so it's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for this, this was season two, and I actually didn't get a season or a, not get. I just watched season one. Um, but so I can't really compare the two seasons to each other. But from season two, my thoughts are that like I enjoyed watching it. Like I just thought like there was a good amount of drama to then also like the house stuff. I feel like in the in selling selling the OC, we saw more of the relationships between the cast than what we've seen in Selling Sunset, but um, that's just from recent seasons from that. But I don't know. What are your thoughts about overall season two? Yeah, so I did watch season one. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because selling the OC is a co-ed cast. There's also men and oh, male yeah. agents. So mm -hmm. Selling Sunset is all female agents. And so there's a lot of that kind of more housewives-y, catty drama. Um, they're a little bit older. They're, you know, a lot of them are married. Some of them have kids. Um, they're just kind of in a little bit of a different stage in their life. And then Selling the OC 
it's a, it's a much younger cast. A lot of them are newer agents too, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And because you have, um, you know, male agents added to the mix, there's a lot more of kind of like the romantic drama of like, uh, you know, uh, love triangles and things like that, that it's interesting. It's just kind of like, I, I kind of would compare it almost to like the difference between Real Houses of Beverly Hills and then Vanderbump Rules. Like it's, you know, kind of a spinoff where there's, similar you know you get little cameos from the original show but then you kind of have this younger group who you know live in a similar area and they're kind of know the original cast but um but it's just kind of a different type of drama because of just the mix of the cast and the stage in the, their life that they're in so I love so I love both of them I think I would have said last year that I enjoyed selling the OC better than selling Sunset, but selling Sunset had a really good season last year. So I think right now they're both kind of even for me, but just in different ways. Like I enjoy them both for different reasons. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I definitely, I forgot to mention that, that this cast, I noticed that the first episode I watched, I was like, oh, there's guys yeah. in this, like that you don't get to see that in the selling Sunset when it's just all women. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting because I did like having that added layer to the the romance drama to it, not just like the friendship mm-hmm. drama, which there obviously still is the friendship drama. It adds but... a different layer. And I think you know, yeah. also Selling Sunset, a lot of them knew each other for years before the show, whereas Selling mm-hmm. the OC, that group was kind of put together right before, because that office just opened right before yeah. the show started. And so you're kind of seeing these people really get to know each other. Whereas Selling Sunset, it was a lot of like, we're kind of plopped right into this existing friend group and co, you know, office dynamics that have existed for many years. And so it's kind of interesting because I think that the dynamics are going to tend to shift a lot more because these people are just getting to know each other. Whereas Selling Sunset, it, it was kind of, you know, the dynamics have shifted a little bit over the years, obviously, but it was a little bit more kind of like set in their ways by the time the show started. So it, it I think it, it will be really interesting to, to see as the years go on. Yeah, for sure. Now that's going to be exciting to see as the seasons progress. But first, let's chat through some stuff that happened in this season so we start off with having there's drama with Alex Hall and Tyler because I mean it goes about the whole season but in the beginning of Brandy expressing her opinions and sharing that she doesn't think that they should be like anything because Tyler's just getting out of a, a marriage so he's going through divorce but Alex is just they've been friends um and not actually done anything like it's always just been friendly I mean maybe there's been a line crossed or something once or twice not that they kiss but like flirtiness um and so Brandy was noticing that and thinking it was not right and to express her feelings about that and it blew up into something that like I didn't like I was like yeah it's fair for her to be upset in a way about it but then don't like bring it to the office and make it such a big deal but I guess that's part of these shows. It's like they kind of have to make it a big deal. But like I didn't see any harm in having like in Hall and Tyler's friendship, whatever they were doing. Like if Tyler's single, he's single. And if she's single, she's single. So like I didn't know Brandy saw that much of a problem with it until she really shared that. And then they were like, why is this a problem? But what are your thoughts overall on that? Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, to me... It Brandy is basically saying like, okay, Tyler's separated, but he's not divorced. And so until he's divorced, you should kind of back off. And it looks bad on their, you know, the Oppenheim group as a whole for them to have all this gossip about them all around town. And uh, look, to me, that's a benefit to have all this drama uh, uh, going on and being talked about as a group because the Oppenheim group is getting out there and it's get, the show's getting more viewers because of it. And I would 
be more likely to, you know, if I lived in LA and wanted to sell my million dollar mansion, which I'm planning to in a couple months, if anyone wants to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But uh, to me, that would be, I would want to choose the Oppenheim group just so I could get the, you know, all the juicy drama. (laughs) I would want one of them as my realtor just so I could ask them about everything that's going on and get the scoop. But I, so I get what she's saying though, that, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it may look bad, but to me, if you're separated, my understanding is that the vast majority of people who are separated don't end up getting back together. And so Brandy's saying like, oh, they could get back together. They could decide to call, you know, call this off and get back together at any moment. And then, you know, Alex Hall is kind of the other woman and would look really bad. And she would kind of, you know, be embarrassed by their close relationship or it could affect you know them being able to be friends in the future or whatever but I feel like clearly the people like Alex Hall and Polly who and um what's his name that I'm forgetting um but the people who know Tyler best seem to think Austin that, Austin thank you um they they seem to think that there's very little to no chance that they're getting back together. And so I kind of tend to believe them versus the other coworkers who maybe don't aren't as close to Tyler. Yeah. And so to me, I feel like it's kind of fair game. And if they want to explore a relationship or just flirt or whatever, it's basically two single people. I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So it just felt like a little bit of fabricated drama in my opinion in that realm but yeah, I think Brandy you know if we're really gonna go there I think Brandy probably didn't get too much screen time in season one she was mm-hmm. kind of a more of a background character and probably wanted to make a name for herself and so she you know I look if she wanted to bring this up once and say you know here's my thoughts unsolicited advice back up you know you might want to kind of be careful fine I don't think I I have no problem with that at all you know being a friend giving her advice and then back off but because of course it's a show kept kind of wanting to make this a bigger deal yeah look I mean honestly it kind of was the main storyline this season so more power to her but as far as whether I agree with her or not I don't necessarily fully agree with her issues with it, but yeah. Yep. So that's one of the stories from this season. Another still involving Tyler is that um, people were saying that, well, with last season, Kayla was allegedly flirting with Tyler and then staying quiet about it. But then Paul, when they were talking about it with Polly, and with Hall and Tyler this season, because Polly also had made out with Tyler in the season. And then Kayla was bringing that up, saying, like, I saw them making out on the couch in the office. Like, all this stuff, all related to that. Were people being hypocritical, do you think, by, like, more so accusing Polly and Hall with Tyler for this season versus they weren't really saying stuff about that last season? What kind of or the they were? Oh, yes. opposite. Sorry. So Stop. That's what I meant to say. Polly and Polly in particular, and and Hall yeah. too. You know, were very people weren't vocal. caring about it as much this season. Yeah, they so they yeah. were very vocal last season that Caleb yeah. was wrong for allegedly flirting with Tyler in the office mm-hmm. and had tried to you know make a move on him while he was still very married. This is before yeah. they were separated. Yeah. And this season comes out that Polly made out with Tyler after he was separated. So Kalo thought that that was hypocritical because they had such a problem with her doing it. Whereas he's, again, not fully divorced yet. And Mm. there's Polly making out with him and Alex Hall, you know, being heavily flirty, if not more. I don't think it's hypocritical for basically the same reasons that we just talked about where he separated. And Mm -hmm. so it really, I guess, depends on 
your definition of, you know, how soon is too soon to be dating. But to me, if there's, if it, you know, if he's saying that there's basically no chance that they're going to get back together, then I think you go with that. And, you know, if he's ready. Yeah, and I think the time definitely helps with that, too. The fact that, like, last season, if it was, like, very fresh, and that and that's when Kayla was flirting with well, him. No, he more. was still married. He oh was yeah, still, he was still married. Yeah. So it's not even broken up. Like right. they were, no, there was no was indication still... that they were about to split up at that time. So then that's worse in my opinion. Right. Like way worse. Right. Because that's... now he's actually single and we're going through separation. So it's like basically single. So like I if he's not getting back with her, like as we're saying, like he said he's not, then he should be able to do what he wants to do and flirt with Polly and flirt with Alex if he right. wants to. I think Kayla uh, has issues with Hall and Polly from last season that yeah. I think she just kind of was looking for a reason to call them hypocrites and you know have the rest of the group turn on them but yeah. to me this was not it. I, I just I, I, it didn't really make any sense to me. I was like isn't it a, a comparison. I mean kind of similar yeah. to what we said with Brandy like you know <laughs> she was although Kayla was a big part of last season so you know it wasn't like she was kind of trying to make a name for herself but I think that she was just kind of looking for a fight and chose the wrong time to do that because it really just kind of didn't backfire yeah Yeah. and I think a lot of the fans look a lot of the fans are team Kayla and Brandy it seems like because they just really don't like Alex Hall in particular for some reason the fans are really really anti Alex Hall and so I think a lot of them are like yeah yeah go Kayla go Brandy but to me if I really think about it I I don't see it I I, it just doesn't make sense to me but you know yeah that's unpopular no, I think the same. <laughs> so we're, we have the same opinions on that because, like, I, I don't see like I know obviously like there are going to be those people who like are more on like the Brandy and Kayla side mm-hmm. of it, but like, if like I don't have any problems with Hall from watching her this season, really like seeing her didn't bother me. Like I didn't like have any like oh I don't like her. I think um, a lot of people see Hall, Polly, Austin, and Tyler as kind of like the mean girls, like. You know, yeah. when they're at the table and talking about Jarvis and that Halloween party or whatever it was that, you know, they're basically calling her like an, a swinger. Yeah. That felt very mean girlish. And so I see why people don't like them. Yeah. I think that that, though, a lot of fans, a lot of times on these shows, when you don't like someone, everything they do is awful. And everything that the other people do who are going after them, no matter what it actually is, they're going to be on their side because they just don't like the other group. And so that I, look, I get it. I think that's probably what this is. And, you know, I, I, I'm not the biggest Alex Hall fan in the world or, you know, anyone in that group really, like I do see why people view them as kind of like, you know, the mean girls with, you know, the clicky. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in this case, I, I just, in this scenario logically it doesn't the math ain't math (laughs) yeah exactly so that was some interesting drama um so then we got some other drama not really tyler now um but it's still it's now going into rose so alex there's a lot of alex's so they use their last name so alex rose (laughs) yeah four of them now um so what do you think about that with the alex rose addressing like in front of a client talking about Hall and like saying that like she was basically like why are you working with her um and was pretty unprofessional in that way but then she was basically lying or not lying or at least information we don't know whose side or I don't know what to believe in this scenario of like did the client actually say that to Rose um, or, or did Rose actually ask the questions and why did the client say that back to um, have that information shared of like, oh, this is what she was saying to me. Um, but overall, like, what was your opinion on on that scenario? 
it's hard to say because it wasn't on camera and so like i i hate those off camera things they get Mm -hmm. brought up and we see this on housewives all the time where it's like oh you said this off camera and there's no we're never gonna know so there's like it's just i it's, it's pointless to like speculate you know on that but look does it sound like something that rose would probably say yeah um so more than likely i believe it um now if we're you know gonna say overall team jarvis or team rose this season i guess i'm more team rose though because and to me it felt like jarvis was the one all season long distancing herself from alex rose I felt like in her confessionals, in, you know, in the scenes, it sounds like she's always the one kind of talking about like, oh, we're not really that close. We were never that close. Um, you know, she's not really not my type of person. Like, um, so it, it felt like she was the one very much kind of distancing herself from her. Yeah. Um, I don't know in terms of, you know, where Rose was talking about negatively about Jarvis's is her husband or her fiance I can't remember fiance. Fiance, okay. yeah. um that I you know I don't love that <laughs> uh maybe I'm team Jarvis on that um but yeah I don't know it felt very much like Jarvis was definitely the one kind of leading the charge in their uh dissolution of their friendship but yeah I don't know what do you think yeah it definitely felt that way. Like they weren't really interacting with each other that much in the season. It seemed like, or when they did, it was just like Jarvis being like, Oh, like kind of dissing Rose in a way of like Mm -hmm. saying things that like she didn't like, or like other stuff she wasn't supportive of. And so when Rose then heard that back was like, Oh, so soon she's not my friend anymore kind of thing. And she was context. They were tied at the hip last season. You know, yeah. they were every scene they were together. Like they were always selling houses together. They were kind mm-hmm. of the two outcasts of the group. They mm-hmm. were like when you said one of their names, you said the other one too. Like one of those things where it's like Jarvis and Rose, Jarvis and Rose. Like they were like almost one person. So mm-hmm. this season it was a total one eight. Yeah. No, so that's like it was interesting to see that. I mean, I didn't see the first season of like that relationship, but they were kind of alluding to that um in that realm and so I don't know whose side I'm really on it either and that like I kind of want to be on Jarvis's side just because like we don't really see too much of that conversation but then like I I don't know it's believed from Rose's end of that because like I don't know we didn't see it Mm -hmm. um especially like when you're saying like the off-camera scenes like it's like hard to know like yeah what's what's happening um but overall it just seems like they're just not close anymore so I think Rose also is feeling like isolated even more than she was if she didn't have that close friendship anymore with Jarvis yeah um it the two of them are it's really weird watching both of them interact (laughs) I will say they're just two very odd like I, I just something about the way they both speak it's just like almost like non-human in a way <laughs> like it's like Jarvis is like a robot to me like it feels like she's has no emotion most of the time and um and then Rose is just kind of very we don't see a lot of her this season weirdly I feel like yeah. um but yeah, it's it's very weird to me watching the two of them interact with each other. <laughs> but I, I did like the moment, I will I will say though, when I mean kind of skipping ahead, but when Jarvis and and Hall are fighting towards the end of the season, and then um what is the word that Jarvis uses? Um where Hall is like, oh, I don't even know what that means. And, and then, oh, and you're like, oh, I expect you wouldn't, wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was funny. I did team yeah. up. Wait for Jarvis there. <laughs> yeah, but there's just a lot of that this season. It was fun to see. I, I, I guess um, we can talk about it a little bit, but the, the Cabo trip too, mm-hmm. of like 
the drama that happened in the Cabo trip. Like, I feel like it was fun that they went on a trip like that because then there was like they were isolated from more other things and people. Yeah, they could only like talk to each other. Um, which was fun because like I feel like in those shows, like when they go on trips, like there's always something that's gonna come out of that. I'm glad they've added those trips to the selling universe. Yeah, we didn't see trips like that until this most recent seasons of both Sunset and OC. Um, yeah. you know, Sunset they went to Palm Springs this last mm-hmm. year. I know they go on another trip in season seven. Um, I think maybe to like, Hawaii or something like that. So I, I like that they're adding those because those, you know, those are classic all Bravo shows go on trips every season. And those are kind of the best episodes because like you said, they're all like, they have to, you know, only interact with each other. They're stuck together. And so the drama is usually, you know, it's more towards the end of the season with these trips. And so there's a lot of drama leading up to it. And so when they get when we get there everything just kind of explodes usually and so i i love those trips and i hope they, they keep happening on on the selling shows yeah and more stuff came out with like the other tyler and hall stuff there with brandy and kayla being mad about that still like as we were saying mm-hmm. it's like the season long <laughs> drama right um, just but it was funny i was surprised that hall didn't say it was just a kiss on the neck or neither of them did. Like it was like Kayla was accusing that they made out. Mm. And then neither of them, like they were just like, wait, what? We didn't make out. Like in that moment, they hadn't yet. Um, and on the right. trip, which I really thought something was going to happen with them on the trip. But um, what also, it's funny that? because Hall and Polly are so close. And in the conversation, when Polly was like having like with Hall, she was like, oh, you guys are going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and like she had just made out with him not that long ago um what did you think of the whole uh brandy room situation when they first got there how originally hall polly and brandy were gonna live together stay together and then they said well brandy if you know if you don't feel comfortable rooming with us you you know you can stay with rose and was it rose and jarvis i think or one of them and brandy said no i don't want to do that but then you know very shortly after that she asked Kayla if she could stay with her. <laughs> you know, I was surprised to see that because, like, they were already kind of rocky. So I was like, why was Brandy even agreeing to stay with them in the first place? Like, I, I feel like she should have said no. Brandy were still like good, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that was why they felt like that would be okay. I don't know. I think it was weird that, yeah, that that was kind of the original plan, even. But then I, I, I could see how Brandy would be would hate it if someone kept kind of pestering me like you don't feel yeah. it doesn't feel like you're okay are you sure you're okay like that would get really annoying like okay I was okay but now I'm not <laughs> but I yeah. also oh, think, I, I know those feelings <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I I also don't think she ever really wanted to so yeah. I don't know I I guess I could more see drama I she love just another scene. That's always the best on these shows is when there's drama with who gets the best room and who's gonna room together. Like I love all that. I always hate when like they get to a place and then it's already decided for them because I'm like, oh, that gets rid of all the drama here. <laughs> and I wish they showed the scene of them like, or I guess the cameras were off at this point, but like in the hot tub when they were saying, or in the pool, something about like how their tops were off or like. They, like, showed a clip of it or something. But, like, why didn't they show that more if that was so much drama that, like, Mm -hmm. Paul and Polly were with Tyler and the other guys, like, in that, like, late at night. And then, like, that's why, like, Brandy was, like, upset because she was, like, oh, they're being immature or, like, they're, like, doing stuff. But, like, they're just having fun. Like, that was my opinion of it. Like, oh, they're just, like, staying out late. Like, Did it seem like that was filmed, like, professionally like by like they were actually filming that or was it like cell phone footage did it seem like from that night I can't really remember but I'm wondering if maybe maybe it was cell phone because I was like Um, wondering maybe because this happens a lot where like the cameras are down but then um, something happens and so like someone will pick up a phone and record it themselves so that there's some footage of it to show at least but I can't remember in this instance if that's the case but 
that's why I wish that the seasons were a little longer because the season is so short. It's eight 30 minute yeah. episodes. Like that's really for so short. not enough to really get a full story. And I mean, look, Housewives seasons can be up to like 22 episodes sometimes. And like, those are like, you know, 45 minute episodes, even longer episodes. And so that we don't need that long, but like, yeah. I love even selling sunset. The season was 11 episodes. Like that felt like a more complete season to me. Whereas this felt very short. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get a full picture of, like, any of the stories entirely. Yeah. Um, Which, like, they were also, like, bringing in the new person, which we can go into now. So, like, with a new potential, we don't know if she was going to join in the beginning when she first started coming into the season. But then, obviously, at the end, she signs and, like, is agreeing to come to the group. Also, I feel like they wouldn't have shown her if she wasn't actually going to go. <laughs> it's just pointless. <laughs> yeah. But another Alexandra, but she goes by Allie. So Allie Harper, who was Miss Miss Tennessee and moving from Nashville was her boyfriend, also like comes to Orange County for work and stuff. And so she met, they went, she went to an open house and like met people there and then just like walked into Oppenheim Group and Polly kind of like took her under her wing a little bit and then there she also talked to Jarvis and they were like connecting over southern stuff so then she just like automatically like you just like knew she would get along with the people there like fit well like fit in well in that kind of environment especially if she's like a pageant girl (laughs) so I was excited to see that like I wish we kind of had more of those interactions than we did just because like I mean I guess we'll get it in the next season hopefully but um I feel like there's like drama there that like we didn't get to fully see like entirely of like but we did see it towards the end of the season of them being like oh like be careful like you're coming into a messy situation you're not messy but like it's like she's never done real estate before and they're it's like a higher up group obviously to get into Oppenheim group and they want people that they want to train but um obviously that's also like probably going to be hard for her and then she's going to feel the pressure and like probably break down i'm assuming in some point <laughs> yeah, we're just next... like <laughs> making a whole season for her <laughs> yeah no like actually like i'm kind of nervous for her but like also excited that she's coming in and like i see that she does work it could feel like that she's gonna do well in that environment and doing well in selling houses um because she was saying how much of a people person she is and if she, like just seeing her in the show i feel like she is that way but overall, like, do you think they should have hired her? And like, what are your thoughts overall on Allie joining the selling so OC? Weird, like, yeah. So she's not a realtor. Why is why are they hiring someone who <laughs> literally had no real estate experience whatsoever? Doesn't even live in Orange County fully. Like this yeah. just felt like they just plucked someone out of obscurity and just said, here you're on this show now and we'll we're gonna figure Make out a way to get you on here like i prefer i much prefer when people new cast members come in more organically like whether they are mm-hmm. friends with somebody they you know at least already do real estate in orange county and are just like you know switching agencies or something like i mean you know for example last season of selling sunset um, we got Nicole, who was actually already with the Oppenheim group. And so it was so organic. She already knows everybody. It, you know, made sense for her to join the group. Um, you know, in season two of Selling Sunset, um, we got, uh, uh, oh my God, what's her face? Um, I'm not going to think of her name, of course. Amanza. Um, and she you know was already friends with Brett and Jason and even though she wasn't a an agent at the Oppenheim group she um, does some staging for them I think and so it was very organic those organic additions to the show just they feel so much more natural yeah whereas this felt so fake it felt so weird like I, I just that and I you know the same thing goes on on all these shows when someone just randomly comes in and then they have to pretend like they're friends with somebody or pretend a way to get them in and I, you know not, it's not just like walked Allie. up to Polly and then Polly's yeah. just like oh yeah come get to get dinner <laughs> like 
Jarvis is Jarvis Southern. That doesn't track to me. I don't know. Apparently, she is. I think she's from. We've never heard this before. Yeah, (laughs) but it was just yeah. So I mean, look, she seems like a nice girl. I'm sure she's going to organically form friendships in the group, and a couple years from now, she will fully be in it and you know and it will feel very organic and natural but it, it just felt weird this year like where she Stage. all of a sudden we're seeing her family life more than we're seeing half of the rest of the cast's family life like yeah. it was just kind of it felt weird like it felt like, like who did they pay to get her on the show <laughs> like to me it felt like maybe they were trying to make her like the Chrishell of the group because like the kind of newbie Chriselle. I, I don't know if Chriselle already did real estate before she came on Selling Sunset, but um, like she didn't really know anyone. Like kind of this like you know Southern down to earth. Like I, I kind of could see them kind of trying to find their version of Chriselle, uh, for Selling the OC. But I don't know. I I like her. I. I think yeah. that you know she seems like she'll do fine, and uh, but it, yeah, the whole premise of it felt weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, and that was like a big plot line in a way that was like fully not like it was just like didn't totally make sense in the way that they're bringing it up in the season. Like it was like oh, like then she's also trying to start not star drama, but like she then can hear both sides of like people like being like oh like from Jarvis or from Holly and um and Hall like they she was getting dinner or lunch with either like both of those groups so she like kind of could then go back and say like oh this is what happened and so she's kind of like that middle person there now yeah yeah the carrier and which like kind of started a little bit of drama but we didn't really get to see the full extent of that um but it was more just like who is like whose side is Allie gonna be on? Is my opinion. Like I'm like, is she gonna choose, or is she gonna still be yeah. that floater? Well, that's um, yeah, that's why. It's so I, I yeah. do, you know, I will kind of play devil's advocate of what I just said yeah. <laughs> earlier. But I do like when there's new blood on these shows because you get, you know, a lot of times on these shows, the group tends to get very divided when they don't add in any newbies for a few seasons and then things get just get really toxic and there's no like there's nobody who is kind of the in for both sides of the group and then it's just kind of like they start to refuse to film together and all this stuff mm-hmm. and when you add in new people you get somebody who's can kind of hear both sides and who's kind of the voice of the audience in a way because they they're not invested personally in either side mm-hmm. and so they're able to see it with you know clear fresh eyes and sometimes they're the ones who are able to get two people who are feuding to at least sit down for lunch or something and hash things out and then the dynamic shifts and you know maybe the person who comes in can be friends with if there's somebody on the outs then they can be their friend and suddenly you know it's not everybody against one anymore and maybe some two people who are best friends one of them gets along with the newbie and one of them hates them and then that can cause friction between these two friends like things can shift and grow and change when you add in new faces to the group and so I do think that it's necessary and I'm glad that they are at least doing that yeah definitely so that'll be interesting to see how that all shapes out in the coming seasons um but Overall, did you have any favorite houses from this past season they showed or that they were listing any of those this season that you were like, oh, I want that? <laughs> All of them. I know. Uh, I'll take any. I'm not picky. <laughs> but I, there was one that stood out to me that I think um, Brett and Alex Hall toured it first. Um, I, I think it was La Quinta. Maybe it was in... And it was one where it was like every room was like after a different designer, I think, or something like that. Do you remember that house? 
Yeah, I'm forgetting where that was, but that it's one was not, really the bathroom cool. Bathroom had like the the roof could um could yeah. kind of, like come out, and you could like if it's raining outside, you can like have it raining while you're taking a bath. Like um, <laughs> there was just like features like that, and I I think we talked about this in Selling Sunset too, and we talked about that a while back. But like I prefer like modern style houses, and so to me, all the ones that are like very modern and new um were more appealing to me, but. Again, I will take any of them if they're offering for, I don't know, like a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, the one in, I really like the ones they showed in Cabo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those, because like the, the way the pools overlook like the ocean and just like, it was just gorgeous. Like all of the, everything looks so modern inside of their house, those houses too. Um, and just made me want to go to the beach. The production value on this show is so high, especially if you like kind of compare it to other similar shows like this, that they just, the colors are so bright and it just makes every house seem so beautiful. (laughs) Like, I just, I love, I wish that every show had that high of like a production value because it really makes a difference and it makes it so just like appealing to watch (laughs) oh for sure i'm like this house is insane looking but also a lot of that has to do with the video skills of what they're taking like how they're videographing it yeah and like just the way they're staging it too because you don't know if that's actually how they have that house or that's just how they're selling it um because anytime that they're selling houses they kind of have to do that like make the house up right right um but it always looks incredible mm-hmm. um so who would you cast to be your selling or your your realtor out of this cast oh uh, yeah who would i trust to be my oh, who you trust yeah i said cast <laughs> <laughs> um who is, seems like a good realtor i mean i think that it seems like geo is probably the one getting like the highest yeah um I don't know that I would want to deal with him he just seems so full of himself I feel like that I wouldn't want to necessarily like deal with him as my realtor though um maybe I mean I trust like Alex Hall seems to be very experienced um I feel like probably Tyler seems like a really good realtor Maybe like Jarvis, I feel like is very professional. I think mm-hmm. I would trust her in that way. I don't know. Who would you want? Yeah, I would say probably Alex Hall or Tyler. Also, I think just from this season, I just liked watching them together. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked their dynamics Um, and thinking that they would also be able to sell houses pretty well. It seems yeah. like they're both experienced in that. They're going to last as a couple. Uh-huh. Even they're even going to be a couple. I I want them to be, but I don't know. Like I, so the end season, end scene, like ends with them just like making out in the hot tub. Like that was like a really pure moment. It felt like, but then I'm like, was this just the moment, and this is gonna continue, or is it gonna not continue? I don't know. I'm I'm a proponent of it. I like when. <laughs> best friends to lovers um but i think that they will give it a go dating we haven't season three i believe has already been filmed but we haven't seen it yet obviously so it seems like they're being very cagey in their interviews right now about whether they're a couple or not and so i think the reason why they're doing that is because they can't spoil season three so if i had to guess i think that in season three we're gonna see them giving it a go trying to date and I don't know necessarily if it's gonna last I feel like probably if I if I just had to guess I don't think that they're gonna be like a long-term couple I think that they're probably just gonna see how it goes and you know they might as well give it a try because it seems like everyone's kind of assuming that they're doing it anyway so you might as well actually go for it (laughs) I know, now uh, all the drama to, like, saying that this was going to happen, like, yeah. now it happened. Like, is anyone going to care now? I don't know. <laughs> right. No, I, I, you know, I, I will say that they're probably currently today are not actually still dating. Yeah. 
Who knows? We'll see. I, I want them to be, but I don't know if they will. <laughs> Just because, I mean, I guess it is still fresh. Like, he hasn't fully gone divorced yet. Um, I think that's where it's going to be. I think that they're going to yeah. die. And then by the end of season three, Tyler's going to come up to her and say oh, it's just too, I, I just got out of my marriage. I'm not ready yet. You know, I love you. I think you're great, but I'm just not ready for anything serious right now. And then yeah. they'll call it quits. And maybe in the future, they'll, you know, give it another go. But I think right, as of right now, I am going to guess that they are not currently dating. Yeah, that's what I would assume as well. But we'll see. Hopefully they then we'll get some drama out of it next season but I want I want it to be like happy for a period of time and then it's like be like mm-hmm. sad you know like I want it yes. to be like good but then not drama and then there to be like a breakup it'll kind of be like I think if I had to guess like Chriselle and Jason when they dated where yeah. it's kind of like oh they like for one season basically they're dating and then by the end of the season they broke up like it lasts like a few months and that's kind of how I see this relationship probably going to but yeah because it just it seems like they would work out well together and just like from watching them this season like they had so much chemistry together and like I was rooting for them so when it got Mm -hmm. to the end of the season I was like so happy that it finally happened (laughs) it was like I wanted it to happen obviously it's like rooting for them so if they don't make it like obviously I understand but I'm rooting for them in a general sense even if they're not together maybe like right now maybe they will get back together so we'll see we will see <laughs> yeah um so any overall like final thoughts you want to share from this season or what you hope to see next season in selling OC? Oh, I enjoyed the season. I think the one thing I hope for in the future is that we see a little bit more of the cast members who are a little more background currently. Like um, Sean, who we saw have a little feud with Polly this season. Like we really don't see much of him. Lauren also kind of mm-hmm. chimed in for a second in uh, about the video that uh, allegedly Brandy had of uh, Polly and Tyler making out in the office. So we saw like a tiny bit of her during that feud. But the two of them especially, I feel like I would like to see more of just because we really don't know much about them and we don't even really know like who they're friends with in the office and uh you know what the whole deal was with Sean and Polly like I would have liked to delve yeah. into that a little bit more so I I feel like just kind of getting to know everybody a little bit better is what I hope for and that's why I hope for a little bit of a longer season so that we can get to know the ones the other ones a little bit more that we don't get to see too much of yeah I agree I remember when the, like Sean and um was shown and he was like talking about that stuff with Polly I was like why don't we know more about this? Like, I want to hear this side or what's happening here. Because then when yeah. Polly came over and then she just like kind of left the conversation, like she was like, what are you talking about? Like, or like, and then like couldn't handle the conversation. Like, I was like, oh, what's this a drama about? Like, we didn't even know like what entirely happened there. Yeah. So they're kind maybe of like we'll friends of, if like housewives yeah. from like, you know, they call them like friends of the housewives where they're like, you know, they're kind of come off and on. They're not official cast members, but like here, I mean, the two of them are in the cast photo. Like it seems like they're technically official cast members of the show. So Mm -hmm. if they're going to be official cast members, we should see them as much as everyone else. But I don't know. It's a big cast. Yeah. So hope to see more of the background cast, as you said, like they should be more in the foreground because they seem interesting too. Um, And we'll see the development or non-development of Alex Hall and Tyler um, and see if Brandy has a problem with that. Alex um, or Tyler's still not divorced yet. If that's going to be like, she's going to be like, oh, you're the other woman still next season. (laughs) But I don't know. I think it was really good season overall. And I enjoyed watching for my first selling the OC season that I've seen. Now I'll have to go back and watch season one retroactively. You should, uh, before season yeah. three comes out. 
Yeah, no, I will. But I like the selling Sunset Selling OC franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I like it's fun to see them. Like there's obviously a lot of drama there, but then there's also like the selling the houses and seeing these pretty houses. Um, so it adds another layer to it. That's cool to see. It's not just like the drama every day mm-hmm. which is kind of cool but i mean i do like seeing the drama obviously um but i think netflix does a good job so, sorry they, selling tampa was the first spinoff of selling sunset oh, yeah. last couple years was it 2021 that it came out i think um and it was so good and it was in you know an all-black uh reality whatever you call it group reality group i guess <laughs> um and it was so good and it was very unique very different from selling sunset and it only got one season but i really enjoyed it so i am going to start a petition to bring it back or or another spinoff you know yeah that we grow the selling universe uh to to more cities yeah no that would be exciting to see because obviously it does well like everyone loves watching them so netflix if you're listening make more um but i think that's all for today thanks so much for listening and we'll chat with you all next week talk to you later bye everyone